I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Entering a critical thinking zone. zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for critical thinking. Welcome into Critical Thinking. It is a WTF Wednesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. He is Pat Oni. And if you're new here, what is a WTF Wednesday, Pat? I hate it when you do that. Um, <laughs> WTF is what the fire truck, wink, wink, Wednesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is a what the fire truck Wednesday. We take a look at the insanity from the world of politics and everywhere else. Um, it doesn't have to be politics based. Um, obviously, there was a lot of insanity last night and over the last uh, really 24 to 48 hours when it comes to debating in our political sphere john fetterman um mr i still have not recovered from a stroke took took on dr oz took on dr oz and needed a closed captioning system to understand what people were saying to him and put on one of the worst performances of all time and I'm going to address something right up front here on the show, Pat. We're not going to necessarily discuss it other than to say this. Shame on every single person who put him on stage. Shame on them. Shame on them for also not forcing him to bow out of this race. Shame on the entire Democratic Senatorial National Campaign Committee. Shame on Chuck Schumer. Shame on every single person on his team. I refuse to play any clip from this debate because it was brutal. It was unnecessary. Nobody should be subjected to having their issues that they can't control broadcast on national television. That's just the reality of the situation here, Pat. And what took place last night was an absolute disgrace. It is very clear, and it's been abundantly clear for a very long time now, Pat, that John Fetterman is unfit for office. He This right. isn't just about his political positions. This is about just simply being able to do a daily or hourly duty of a senator. He can't even process the information that is coming into him, let alone spit it out. Yet, this race will be razor thin, potentially. How the hell is that possible? It is only possible... In a society that is taken over by the spirit of the age. That is the only way that is possible. This is insane on so many levels. 
But uh, we have a larger issue at foot. And that larger issue is something that we played, what, two weeks ago now? And that was the the doctor from, or not the doctor, the 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 legal counsel or whatever from Pfizer, right? One of the muckety mucks, one of the big wigs at Pfizer going in front of the European Union, right? And right. basically telling the entire world, <laughs> no, we never tested for the ability to stop transmission. Okay, but that's exactly what you sold everybody around the world on your product, right? You sold them two things. It was going to prevent you from getting sick and then prevent transmission because it was going to be something that would suppress the virus, right? Basically, everybody get the vaccine because when you do that, um, it dies within you. It, it cannot be transmissed. It cannot be taken from you and, and, and given to somebody else, right? Okay, we know that to have been a lie from the very get-go. You and I did. Mm. But that's because we've been following science, we've been following studies, we've been looking at the data, we took a look at Pfizer's data, we took a look at everything else and said, yeah, I'm not buying this, and we also don't know the side effects, right? Even if, and, and this was our thing, and at least my thing, I don't want to necessarily speak for you, but my thing was, even if, this would protect me from getting deathly ill. I also have other issues, right, in my life that I don't know what putting this into my body would do to those issues because they weren't studied. What do people who have autoimmune disorders already, what, what does putting this <clears throat> therapeutic into our body due to the chemistry, due to the, the bioorganisms in our body. Because one of the things that people do when they go gluten-free and they find an intolerance like I did, right? One of the things that they recommend is going gluten-free, completely gluten-free for six to eight months. Why? Because the, the goal is to maybe reset the bacteria and the, the, the biochemistry in your body, right? And right. you might actually not be gluten intolerant. It's just that your body has built up bad acids, bad bacteria that basically fight your body. Okay? So that's the point, right? You're putting an mRNA shot into your, into your body. And that could mess with your system. What are the consequences of that? I was unwilling to find out. Because for me, getting the jab was potentially worse than getting the disease. And I've had the disease at least once, potentially twice. And I I was sick for what, a couple of days, Pat? Mm -hmm. Both times. And then I took an extra day or two just to get rid of the lingering cough. I mean... We've said this often about, you know, the Pfizer and the Moderna, but, you know, like for me, you know, I, I have cerebral palsy, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it was a consideration because I'm like, okay, that, that could be a, a comorbidity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm not getting Pfizer and Moderna. Right. You know, J and J was a, a more of the traditional vaccine variety. traditional type vaccine type because it's not an mRNA vaccine. No, it had the lowest efficacy. It had the lowest testing scores and all of those things, too. But it also didn't come with an unknown technology and it, more right. importantly, an untested technology for transmission. Right. Because the whole point of of the the flu vaccine in, in other vaccines is that when you get the flu vaccine, should you encounter the correct strain of the flu you don't get it right and you can't transmit the flu either right it's kind of like with with the j and j it's kind of like a, a similar principle to that you don't know if it's going to work right but at the well, same time you're also of not the time, injecting yourself. none of the time <laughs> right Except you're not injecting yourself with unknown technology and having the side effects like you would have with the Pfizer and Moderna. Right, potentially. Mm -hmm. And so my hesitancy when it came to all of this was there's not enough information. Mm -hmm. 
And what did I always say, Pat? If the information shows that, hey, there's not enough chance of me as a relatively healthy individual, if there's not enough chance of me getting a nasty side effect of this, and more importantly, it does prevent transmission and it does show 95% efficacy of of all of those other things, maybe it is worth getting. But I'm going to hold off on that because I don't have enough information. Right? That's what I said. But as we continue to get that information, it continued to trend the other direction, right? Right, right. Okay, so that is how we looked at this. There are people on the right with large, large, in fact, the number one political podcasting audience in America who took a completely opposite viewpoint. The name is Ben Shapiro. And normally I just I, I'm not going to be one to call people out, right? I'm not going to call you out um, without receipts. But we're here to critically think. And I can't stand gaslighting when it comes from any side of the political aisle. Right. Nor, nor should you. Nobody, and I mean nobody on the right is gaslighting. It's audience, their audience, more than Ben Shapiro is today. Yesterday, I happened to tune into his podcast. I don't every single day. Um, I'll I'll catch it if I've got time. I happened to be tuning in um, when I was on my way to doing a bunch of showings for listings and and all that wonderful goodness of my real estate job, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm listening and, and I'm going, wait, what? What the hell did he just say? So Ben Shapiro has decided to tell us all that um, he's sorry because he was just lied to. It was somebody else's fault. He was lied to. The experts lied to everybody, and um, and and he has never been about telling people to get the vaccine. Right? He never never really supported the mandate, which is technically true. But hey, um, my personal position is get the shot. What's the difference? So I'm going to I'm going to play a couple of clips here Pat. You have not seen them and I want to get your honest reaction as we go about these clips. Sound good? Sounds good. Well, from the very outset of the COVID vaccine movement, there are a couple of rationales that were given for why people should take the COVID vaccines. One was apparently there was robust data on the lowering of the risk of death, particularly if you are old and vulnerable from baseline COVID. If you were young and you were healthy, then the idea that you were going to die from COVID was always a misnomer. The the chances of you dying from COVID at the age of 30, if you work out four times a week and you eat healthy and you don't have diabetes or something, well, those chances were always extremely low. But if you were 65 plus and you were obese and you had diabetes, the chances of you dying from COVID were actually fairly high compared to things like the flu. And then COVID lowered the rates of death on that. So that was one reason to take the COVID vaccine was to protect yourself. And that case was fairly strong for a large percentage of the population because we have a lot of elderly people in the United States and we have a lot of fat people in the United States. And we have a lot of people with pre-existing conditions. Comments, Pat. I mean, he's not wrong that, uh, you know, if, if you were older, had all these comorbidities, um, that, that you were at higher risk and that, that you should get the jab. And then this, the same, well, not this, not quite the same thing was said for young people. I mean, there was the, it was true that younger people, you know, did not have that uh, same risk factor, but they were still encouraged to get the jab for the sake of suppressing the virus now and saving grandma and grandpa. Yeah. That, that is what was being sold. Right. Right. He's not wrong right. that that he's not wrong about being that. sold, but. Even in this, because what he is setting up is a defense of his position, correct? You can see this coming, right? Right, right. you can see this coming a mile away. That's the gaslight, okay? The gaslight is somehow his his position was always correct. It was just, hey, man, I was lied to. This is the gaslight in this clip, though, Pat. Mm. There was not robust data to support the information. There was never robust data. Pfizer and Moderna's data was never robust. And as we, quote unquote, went along with 
ba- even with baseline COVID, their claims was 95% effective at preventing death and, and whatever. How the hell do you, how, how are they supposed to know that? They only tested this for three months. Right. So if they only tested it for, I mean, how much data do you expect them to have, if anything at all? And the second that we went over the three-month mark and independent people were looking at the data and following the same cohorts, right? As, as that was going on, Pat, what was happening? We continued to, if you listened to data scientists, if you listened to independent epidemiologists, if you listened to independent virologists, what were you finding out, Pat? We were all finding out that there was no long-term efficacy because we were told just get the jab, just get the one jab, and you're good, right? This right. was going to be this was going to be just like your annual flu vaccine or your measles, mumps, rubella shot. Just get it. No, Ben, no. You don't even seem to understand that their robust data wasn't robust. It was a lie. It was all a lie. And everybody who took a look at their data said, hold up, wait a minute. Not put some pimping in it. Call back to the 90s. This is bullshit. Everybody who looked at their data said, something's not right here. All and as we do, went to months four, five, and six of the individuals who got it, it turned out that even with, even when the other variants, right, Delta and Omicron or Omicron, as mm-hmm. people like to call it, even as those new variants came about, the still dominant variant at the time was the baseline original alpha variant of COVID. Right, mm-hmm. people were still getting vastly sick from it. People were still being hospitalized at increasing rates, by the way, not decreasing rates. We didn't see a precipitous decline in that. Oh, right. hell no. No, we didn't. All it did nothing to... to prevent other variants. Now, we still have plenty more to get to, Pat. The, so even in the original, okay, yeah, he had it right that this is what they were selling, but he is selling you a gaslight. Even within that, he is still gaslighting you. But there's way more, Pat. Oh, boy. Then there was a secondary case that was made. And that case was made largely on the basis of Pfizer claims and Moderna claims that it would lower the transmission rates to take the COVID vaccine. And the way to bring an end to the pandemic was get the vaccine so your friends wouldn't get COVID. Get the vaccine so your parents wouldn't get COVID. And this was promoted very early on by Pfizer and Moderna, like back in November, December of 2020, before Joe Biden even took office. And given that that was the data that was being released, that was the data that most of us in the media used, including in conservative media, because that was the available data. I suggested that people should get the vaccine back in about December of 2020 for specifically this reason. That was the available information at the time. Now, there are people who are saying, ignore that information. It's not true. But and, and maybe they turned out to be right, as it turns out. But jumping to conclusions based on the absence of data is not the same thing as trying to follow the data until it turns. In any case. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me? Here's, okay, all you had to do, this is very, very simple. All you had to do, because there really wasn't data at the time. I mean, there was what, three months of data and and unverified data, to say the least? Um, Before you get into your point, I want want to make one thing abundantly clear. mm -hmm. He is trying to tell you that there was an absence of data and but you can't make a point based off of absence of data. Pfizer just told you they never tested for the second thing they sold. How the hell are Correct. you supposed to do anything with that when they never effing said anything? They never tested for this. So of course there's no fucking data. All you had to do. Mm-hmm. Th- there's a level of common sense here. If Hey, I don't know what's in this vaccine. I don't know what's in this medication. I don't know what's in this 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 drug. Maybe I shouldn't take it until I understand exactly what it's going to do to me. All right? There's that level of common sense. But furthermore, furthermore, all you had to do, if I'm like, if you're waiting for data to be able to make this decision, 
right? If you're a data-driven person like like you and I are, to, to be able to make certain decisions like this, all you had to do was do one thing. Wait. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's exactly what we advocated for, mm-hmm. is make a decision with the best information that you can possibly find for yourself. Do what is best for your individual uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you to get it or not get it. I personally believe that getting it comes with getting the jab comes with greater risk to healthier populations than getting COVID would on a not on a broad level. Okay. On an individual level, I have no idea what type of comorbidities. I have no idea what type of situations you find yourself in. Make a personal decision. The rest of the world shouldn't be able to judge you one way or the other. I'm never going to judge somebody who got the original jab. Never. I will never judge them. Never. You you did what you thought was best for yourself, but did you know the information? That's my only question. Did you did you research and understand the information? So, but again, Pat, the absence of data isn't enough. But you blindly trusted the lie, right? You as Ben Shapiro, the number one performing political podcast on the right, right? The number one political Republican podcast in the world decided to just trust that there was data. Did you even know that there were no data sets, none, about transmission? They never tested for it. That what we were being told and the lie that was being sold was about efficacy. And what people assumed what they meant by efficacy was the ability to stop transmission. What they were talking about was really the efficacy of preventing people from getting sick and dying, right? We were told that if you got the virus, it would just suppress it so that you wouldn't feel sick, but you could still transmit the virus, right? Right. See, this, this is the part that bothers me with Ben Shapiro's side of this. He is trying so very hard to cling to this concept of being right on everything. Just admit you you were wrong, bro. It's not that hard. Two things. All you had to do was wait. Secondly, all you have to do now is admit that you were wrong. Here's the problem. I would would respect that. I would respect like, hey, I was was wrong. Right. There are things that we got wrong and we readily admit to them. Like, for example, one thing that I got wrong is that I believed that this virus, if we just left it be, would peter out in the summer and then likely not come back. And that's the part that I got wrong. I believed that that was going to be the case. What it turned out to be is that this was much more like the flu in terms of its ability to ebb and flow, right? Right. You're going to see a two to three month period in which cases are going to increase. Then you're going to see a two month, three month period where it decreases and on and on and on, right? You're going to see these, these quarterly, if you will, ebbs and flows. But I didn't sit here and gaslight you, right? I didn't sit here and tell you lies. No, I, if something that I said was wrong, I admit to it. And then we go forward. Ben Shapiro was unwilling. In one case, we oppose the vaccine mandates. But I got on my bully pulpit and told you get the vaccine in December of 2020. But I was just working off the best available data. No, you weren't. Because there wasn't data available. For this second opinion, right? The, this Of the two, of the two things that were sold to the American people, transmissibility and protection against getting sick, right? right? Of the two, only one of them was actually tested for. And it was easy for everybody to find this. We have told you for the longest time not to buy the data they were selling you because it was incomplete data at best. And more importantly, we have already seen them use bad data and get bad outcomes. Again, throughout COVID, bad data in equals bad data out. Okay, you have to have the right data coming in and more importantly, testing for the right. 
you have to be able to sort the data to understand what's important in the data and what is unimportant in the data. I have used this example a thousand times over, right? We get, for instance, when I, at my old company, Pat, parking, okay? If we were to get a call from one garage in New York City and five people call in within an hour and they can't get into the garage, it's oversold, right? Like they, they've taken enough people off the street that there's no, none of our people that bought passes can, can get into the parking garage, right? Is that a problem? Uh, yeah. It's a problem in the moment, right? But mm -hmm. what if those are the five people, the only five people in the month who had a problem? Is that a problem then? No. No. Right. So you can't take anecdotal evidence as an evidence of something systemic, right? But what, right. what have we always said? Can that anecdotal evidence be repeatable? And we looked at the IHME models, the Imperial College modeling, and went, hold up, wait a minute, you're, you're taking bad inputs, and then expecting right outcomes. That, that doesn't work. It's like taking those five people that parked uh, or couldn't park that one day, and they're the only five people out of 5,000 that had an issue. That's not a systemic issue that we need to deal with the garage on. That's just a one-off. It's just ridiculous. The, the point in, in all of this is Ben Shapiro, Mr. Analytics, you know, Mr. I, I'm the, the sharpest thinker on the right because I wrote a column when I was 17 years old that got me famous, right? Uh, suddenly is now telling us, well, hold up, man. I, I Hands up. I, I couldn't have seen this coming. Are you shitting me at this point? But we're not done, Pat. There's still more to go. It is now perfectly clear that we were lied to. That we were lied to, and we were lied to at a very high level from very, very early on by both the vaccine companies in terms of the ability of the vaccine to prevent transmission. And we were also lied to by our politicians who apparently knew better. And they just kept lying. And this is creating, and you want to know why there's mistrust in the institutions? It would be because of this kind of stuff. It's because you have experts who are constantly telling the platonic lie to people. And people who want to have faith in the experts because you, you have to use heuristics when it comes to the world, right? You can't study down on every single issue. When you go to the doctor, the reason you go to the doctor is because you didn't have time to go to medical school. And the reason you go to the plumber is because you didn't have time to learn to become a plumber. The reason that you go to the mechanic is because you don't know how to take cars apart. You have to rely on the expertise of another human being who has spent an enormous inordinate amount of time studying an issue. And then you have to sort of take that data and use it as best you can. Now, it can be that you distrust the data. It can be you don't trust the people who are giving you the data. But the big problem here is that when you have an entire institution like the scientific institutions or the government, and the government is issuing lies in order to get you to do a thing, and then it turns out that these things are lies. Well, people's distrust in the institution is going to skyrocket, right? Again, if you outsource your plumbing to a plumber, and the plumber just keeps clogging the lines. At a certain point, you don't use that plumber anymore. If you keep taking your car to the mechanic and the mechanic drops the engine at the bottom of the car, you're not going to go to that mechanic ever, ever again. Well, the same thing is true when it comes to the lies that we were apparently told about the ability of the vaccines to block transmission. So thoughts, my friend. <sighs> this, this comes back to the point of how do you expect people to make a sound decision with no real data available? Mm -hmm. Now I get, I get the idea of, I'm like, okay, I don't really understand the data. I don't understand what all of this means, blah, 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 blah. I, I get, and then you go to your doctor to rely on them to be able to help you understand everything, explain everything to you, understand your risk factors, and to be able to make a, a sound decision on what to do next, right? That, mm -hmm. that, that is what the average person would absolutely do under normal circumstances, but these weren't normal circumstances because even your personal doctor didn't necessarily have all the information and likely still don't today for that matter um, to be able to help you through those decisions. And so who are you supposed to rely on? If not your doctor, who are you supposed to rely on to be able to make those decisions for you? At some point, at some point, they must fall back to you, and you 
have to make a decision. Now, you understand the risks of each choice that you have laid in front of you because it really is, at the end of the day, it's a risk game. You are risking potentially getting COVID and getting COVID really bad, or you're potentially risking side effects from a jab therapeutic that may or may not help you in the end on getting COVID. Those are the options you have. Now, I understand the conundrum. I do. I get it. Okay. But it it is your responsibility. And this is this is why I have an issue with Ben Shapiro here is, and I generally respect him. I generally like him. But he had the responsibility to research this, to understand it, and to basically be able to point out, hey, there's not a ton of data on this. And, and even How if am he's I supposed not the one researching it, he's got a whole bleeping team of people that team could have billion. done this. Well, and, and see, this is why, like, with, with Steve Dace, like, like this was something he had said early on when the, the jab was first coming out. He wasn't saying, don't get it. He was saying, can we just can we just wait a while so that we understand what's going on here? Yeah, because we because there were two. So to the two point thing. OK, so there are two points that people like myself and you and, and Steve and, and others were making. Right. Number one is that make an individual decision with right. the best possible information and data. Number one. And number and two. We mm -hmm. don't know the long-term consequences, and it was impossible for us to have known them because there was not a long-term study being done. Right. And as we are seeing time and time again here, Pat, we're seeing, seeing super mysterious deaths of people that are young, healthy, active people just queuing over and dying all over the world, right? We're seeing all of these long-term things that we never knew existed. And that's been my point. I'm unwilling to put something into my body until I know what potential long-term consequences exist and then do a risk-benefit analysis, right? Right. Are the risks of me who – because I've, I've talked about this a lot, Pat, right? My family has a long history of heart disease. My family has a long history of heart issues. But I also am relatively healthy other than having the gluten issues and, and some inflammation and inflammatory stuff. You know, some people will put me in the autoimmune um, issue category. Okay. So question for you, Pat, which yeah. risk am I supposed to take getting COVID or, or taking a jab in which my chances of getting myocarditis skyrocket. And Oh, by the way, as I get older, my chances for heart disease and issues increase genetically. Right. Right. So which one am I supposed to which risk am I supposed to be OK taking? Right. Because that's the that's the ultimate and or for myself. Right. Now, right. I have chosen to to not take that increased chance of messing up with my, messing my heart up, because here's the reality. I ain't, I ain't playing with that. I ain't. I watched my grandfather die of a heart attack, right? Just drop dead of a heart attack, massive heart failure. I've watched, you know, other family members have issues with their hearts. And I'm not going to mess with that. I would rather just get sick. Now, if that sickness includes other things, okay, maybe I'll think about it in the future. But I'm not willing to risk me Increasing my chances of heart disease, increasing my chance of dropping dead just to protect myself from something that is mildly inconvenient for a couple of days. Right. No, no, thank you. And, and that's due to what? Right. My risk benefit analysis. Everybody should be able to undertake this. But Ben Shapiro is saying, trust the experts, trust the experts. And what have we talked about when it comes to the doctors? The doctors don't know shit when it comes to this because they're so buried with paperwork and bullshit from the government that they cannot possibly study this enough to make a personal recommendation for you. And this is the problem that I have with I mean, this, this whole entire case that Ben Shapiro is making, Pat. 
is that somehow we're supposed to trust the experts and never do any of our own research. Just shut up and, hey, man, the experts got our best. No, they don't. It's the same thing that I talk about in the world of real estate. Are we experts on everything? Hell no, because we cannot possibly know everything about your situation. My advice is always this. In real estate, it depends. What is your goal? What what are your finances? What are you comfortable spending? What are, are are you willing to stretch? And if so, what is the risk of that? You need to understand all of those things before I can make a recommendation to you. And I'm going to make a recommendation that is based upon the best possible information that you can input to my system. Right. And I mean, here's the thing. Is Ben Shapiro really telling us right now and not so many words that uh, he trusted the the science trademark, the truth trademark, or Lord, President, and Savior, Anthony Fauci. Right. And that's the ultimate gaslighting here, Pat, is that he he says we have to be able to do that. No, we don't. No, we Here's don't. The, this is the problem, and, and, and this is something that, that we're kind of slowly working on in the background here, Pat, is this, this concept that has been going on in America and the world over the last hundred plus years is that we have to trust the experts. And when I look at every major issue that we have that we have undertook, whether that be a medical issue, whether that be a mental health issue, whether that be um looking at the Holocaust, whether that you know, all of these other things, right? Around every corner, there has been an expert who has done harm to the people. Around every corner has been an expert class that has not the best interest of the people, but the best interest of their politics. Uh, around every corner is an expert who has been evil. Around every one of these corners, Margaret Sanger in the eugenicist movement, right? Look at what they did. They're the experts, right? We are supposed to trust them. What did they do? Look at the experimentation on the mentally ill. That took place, right? Look at what they did in the asylums. Look at the abuse. Look at all of the that. I'm not even talking about the abortion issue, by the way, right? Let's take a look at what the experts uh, said about the Jewish race, if you will, right? Leading up to the Holocaust, right? All the lies, all the genetics, all of that sort of stuff that they, they fed to the Ger Germanic people, that they fed to the world, that were a bunch of hooey lies, Look at the expert class in the early 1900s talking about genetics and a genetic makeup difference that made um, black people dumber than white people, right? You can go on and on and on. You, it is not the general population that came up with this. It's the expert class that sold the general public on all of these things. Look at the expert class that decided to experiment on people within the Holocaust movement, right? Look at all the people on the expert class, the U-73 movement, right, in Japan during and before and during World War II. They used humans as guinea pigs. Look at the expert class today deciding that we should probably be able to harvest extra organs for ourselves so that we can just switch them out when we want to to prolong our lives. Pigs, cows, farm animals, whatever we want to use for our own good and our own prolonged longevity, right? Whatever we want to use. Totally ethically cool, totally without consequence to those animals, right? Totally trust the experts. Are we really supposed to believe that? Around every corner, the people who never bought the experts or the people who never bought in to the Holocaust, the people who never bought into eugenicism, the people who never bought in to these great lies are the people who critically thought, are the people who took that input, put it through their own system and said, oh, hell no. And guess who, guess who came out the other side of that correct? 
It was never the expert class people. So yes, take their inputs, because it is impossible for us to know everything on everything, right? It is impossible. Right. We cannot be a jack of, you know, jack of everything, master of none. We, we can't do that. But we have to have critical thinking. We have to have the ability to make decisions based off of information and then Hmm, where is that information coming from? Oh, it's coming from the CDC. It's coming from this group. It's coming from that group. Wait a second. That doesn't make sense. Where does this data come from? We have to have that ability as a society to say, you know what? Life might be busy, but let me take a look at the inputs here. We don't teach people how to do that anymore. You know, when I, when I if you go to the University of Phoenix online, doesn't matter if you're taking a PhD course or master's degree course or getting your bachelor's degree. You are required to take a single course in critical thinking. And guess what? It is one of the hardest courses to pass. Why? Because it's teaching, it is rewiring so many people's brains. They, they're not used to critically thinking or the process of critical thinking because they're just so much used to, I read something, I'm going to take that input and it's got to be the gospel. Here's how you critically think, folks. Take the input, read about it, and then filter it. Do your own research. Don't just take their gospel as gospel. Do your research. It is the same thing. I talk about this all the time. Why do we talk about confirmation, Pat, in church, right? When I don't know the Mormon church church process, is there a confirmation? Uh, well, define what you mean by confirmation here. So, for instance, in the Catholic faith, right, you go through different sacraments, right? So you go through baptism at birth, you go through first communion, first reconciliation, and then confirmation. And confirmation is a process that you undertake to confirm your faith for yourself, that you are going to be Catholic, that you that you believe in Christ, the teachings of Jesus, you accept the Catholic faith of your own free will, right? You're not going to church anymore because mom and dad are making you, right? And usually right. this happens inside the church somewhere between eighth grade and usually when you turn 18 or your senior year in high school. It just kind of depends on, on where in the country you are. Right. So, it, it, I mean, ours is different. It's... it's um really right after your baptism, um, which we don't do baptisms until you're eight um, okay. at, at the earliest. Okay. So it's usually so it's like right after. Okay. So mm -hmm. for, for us, it, it, those processes are different. But mm -hmm. in, the, in the Catholic tradition, whether you're doing this as an adult, by the way, joining the Catholic Church, or whether you're doing this through your CCD classes, okay, you have to undertake a certain process to get in, okay? You can't just confirm your faith. No, as an adult, you go through adult uh, confirmation classes, right? So you go through like a, like a six, eight-week period, right? Or in the CCD thing, you have to go through at least two years in high school of, of these types of classes. You go in on a retreat. You do all of these things. That help you critically think through your process and and do you really believe what has what the church teach, teaches and do you believe in your own faith, right? Do you believe right. that you are challenged to critically think through that because ultimately we don't want people who do not believe in the church in the church, right? We don't want people to confirm something that they don't actually believe, right? And so for me, I grew up in that faith tradition that does actually teach you to critically think. It does teach you to believe in a process, in a, a belief system, right? But it challenges you to believe that or not. And, and if it's not for you, then then don't, don't continue down that path. If it is for you, right. let's continue. Let's build on that faith and let's build on those traditions. Let's build on what the teachings of the church are. My point in all of this is to let people know that there's nothing in this world that you shouldn't be able to critically think about. There's nothing in the world that you are incapable of taking in as information, going through your own mental Rolodex, and doing your own homework. Just because somebody tells you something, 
whether that's me, Ben Shapiro, Patrick Oney, Stephen, Dylan, Dominic Izzo, Common Sense Ashley, whomever in your life, dad, mom, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, niece, nephew, whomever, input the information. You have the time in your life to critically think. You have that time. It is, cr it is more crucial than ever because of this. The, my whole point in this diatribe, if you will, Pat, has been to let people understand there's no such thing as trust the expert. The only expert is you because you're the only one that's in control of your life. That's it. There's one expert, you. Now, you do what is good for you. You do what's good for your family. You can understand that on a level nobody else can. But take the time to critically think. It is not that hard. Especially with something as critical as this, right? Inputting something into your body. There is no amount of critical thinking that is not worth it when it comes to that. If you come to a different conclusion than I do, that's fine. Do you. Do what is good for you. But do not suggest that everybody has to follow that path because the science, right? Why do we call Anthony Fauci the science? Well, he called himself that, right? Why do we call right. him Lord Savior President, Dr. Anthony Fauci? Why do we call him the science trademark? Why do we call him the truth registered trademark, right? Why do we make fun of him? It's because we were just supposed to blindly follow whatever some dude in the NIAID right? Some dude told us that information. The same dude that's been wrong, by the way, on every single public health issue his entire life. And yet he's the most highly paid individual in all of our government bureaucratic apparatus, right? We're that's the person we got to trust, right, Pat? We're going to trust right. him blindly. Bullshit. You don't trust anybody blindly. You don't trust anything blindly. You, when it comes to your faith, even Pat, right? Why is prayer important in faith? Why are all these things important? Because without them, without that, what is prayer other than critically thinking? Well, on a basic level, Pat, what are you praying for and, and about? You are oftentimes praying for and about answers. You are oftentimes praying for help. You are oftentimes hoping for other people to succeed or to battle something and win, right? It is critical thinking at its core. I just, this bothers me. We're not even close to done yet. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Huge swaths of people who are pushing vax mandates. So I never pushed vaccine mandates. My company actually sued to prevent the Biden vax mandate from going forward in the United States with regard to OSHA. But this was pushed on the basis that you would not infect mom and dad if you got the vax yourself. This was the, you did it for the community. You didn't just get the vax for yourself. You got the vax for the community. Well, if you got the vax for yourself, good for you. I mean, that was your choice. But again, the idea that was promoted, and it, it makes me really, really angry to be lied to by these people, especially because these people then continue to claim their expertise. They continue to claim that we should believe them on everything. Okay, he's, he's kind of borderline that level of being a jackass at this point. He's right. Uh, his company never his company right. fought the vaccine mandate on that level of OSHA, but they didn't fight it on a on a scientific ground. They right. fought it on a procedural ground. They fought it right. because they believed that OSHA did not have the the authority. Correct. Which they do don't. That, which but, they don't. Right. Mm. They, they attempted to abuse a subsection of their mandate from government, right? Right. That, that, that's fine. But they, Ben Shapiro, literally just one clip ago told you what, Pat? That he pushed the vaccine upon everybody. Everybody should have gotten the vaccine as of December of 2020, according to Ben Shapiro. And now we're supposed to believe, oh, we, we just trusted the experts and I'm washing my hands of it. Of all the people that should know better and of all the people that should understand, this is the decision you have to make for yourself and, and be accountable to that decision, regardless of which, which side you chose and be accountable to that, it should be Ben Shapiro. The fact that he's he's basically not doing that, you know, that's why I put kind of put him up like, okay, now you're just kind of being a borderline jackass at this point. Because yeah, it's, it's gaslighting 101. Right. And, and more importantly, Pat, if you ever have an apology that starts with, I'm sorry, but... 
it's, it's not an apology. apology. Yeah. Okay. There, there are no conditions to an apology. Ben Shapiro is conditioning his, ooh, mea culpa. I, I'm sorry, I got this wrong, but here's why I got it wrong. No, 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 no. Your, your I got it wrong is because you refuse to do any of your own thinking for God knows what reason on this. Like this was, I've talked about this ad nauseum, Pat. We've never gone down conspiracy theory road when it comes to this. Never. We have only simply used their data. That's it. I've never used data sets that weren't the CDC, NIH, that weren't IHME, Imperial College, that weren't government approved, if you will, right? I used their own information to critically think and debunk their bullshit. The information was always there if you just did the research. And bullshit is something as important as life or death do you not have time to research. <laughs> if, you, if you can't give up 15, 20 minutes of your life in your daily life to research a matter of life and death, that's a you problem, bro. That ain't a me problem. <laughs> There's no excuse for that, as far as I'm concerned. Like, if, if we knew that the uh, second coming of the bubonic plague was upon us, right, Pat? I'm pretty damn sure I'm taking that 15, 20 minutes to make sure that I understand the data. I understand what's coming in front of me. And are there recommended uh, remedies to this? Appropriate or not? Gee, uh, well, yes, but... What you're suggesting is this concept of when you're faced with a life, uh, potentially a life and death decision, that you're not going to to research it for yourself and, and to critically think for yourself. But when it's a life and death decision, you think you would do that rather than just blindly trusting some expert to do it for you. If and it's more a life, importantly, it's Pat, when it comes, right. we're not even talking about, for most people, a matter of life and death. Right. 0.03%. But that's what they were sold. That's what everyone was sold because, like, we got to right. protect grandma. They bought grandma. the original lie from IHME and yeah. from Imperial College. They bought the original lie, right? Right. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the panic all started there because Imperial College told you six, uh, was it two million people in six months? No. Yes. Yeah, were they, like that, yeah. was that number correct eventually? Yes. But it took th almost two and a half years to get there, not six right. months. And more importantly, that was worldwide. They told you that in the United States of America, 2 million people would die in six months. It didn't right. effing happen. Now, if that did happen, yeah, that's a very dangerous problem. Because that means over the course of a year, we're talking 4 million Americans. That's like 10% of the population. Right. Or at least, no, I'm sorry, 1% of the population. That's a problem. Yeah. But that's, that's not. That's a big problem. But that was another lie. An absolute fallacy. And for Ben Shapiro to play the, I, I'm I'm a I'm sorry, but expert line is first class gaslighting as far as I'm concerned. But with that, Pat, um, we, do you want to go into the WTF Wednesday, or do you want to go B or not the B? B or not the B is going to be a better fit. All right, lay that headline on me. All righty then. CDC adds declining math English scores to list of COVID symptoms. CDC adds declining math English scores to list of COVID symptoms. Is this the B or not the B? And folks, if you haven't done this yet, please go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. They are the official coffee of this show, Critical Thinking. And uh, if you use the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout, you get 5% off your purchase. They've got different sorts of great flavors over there for coffee, for tea. Um, they got a few different flavors for hot chocolate. If you're into that kind of thing, like me, um, they've got all sorts of great stuff over there. And they keep the politics out of your coffee, one way or the other. There's no right, there's no left, there's no nothing. It's just coffee. That's why it's called Coffee Brand Coffee. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout and get 5% off your purchase today. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com, Critical Thinking at checkout. Now, Pat, they also purchase. have introduced a couple of new flavors here. Um, yeah, I saw that yesterday. Maple pecan and sticky pecan roll. 
That sounds delicious. Mm, I'm not a pecan. Yeah, but kind of uh, maple? Anything for me? You, you have me. Oh, yeah, maple. Maple would be good. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. And of course, they still have their spiced uh, jack o' lantern and pumpkin spice roast if you're into that sort of stuff. Also, salted caramel and French toast flavored. Though I, I got I have a suggestion for them because I saw that they have like like the Keurig cups for different things. Yep. On their website, they don't have it for hot chocolate. They need to make it for hot chocolate. I'm just saying, Pat. Buy a you could just those. buy a a single use K cup and and put your hot chocolate in there. And with that, uh, Pat, I'm going to go with uh, that headline being the Babylon Bee. Are you sure? A hundred percent sure, because even the CDC is not that stupid. Are they? Yes. Are they? All right. You were right. This is the Babylon Bee. After extensive research, the Center of Disease Control and Prevention announced that the declining math and English scores of American students were being added to the list of COVID-19 symptoms. It's very important to understand that failing test scores among elementary students is a tragic side effect of COVID and in no way linked to the lockdowns we forced on the American people, said Dr. Rochelle Walensky, CDC director and fully vaccinated boosted COVID patient. Not only has COVID caused untold amounts of death, destruction around the world, but it now it is now, as we have just decided, lowering the test scores of our students. Now, everyone was quick to support these claims. It, it's simply preposterous to suggest that COVID-18 is causing lower test scores and basic subjects, said Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Other countries have been fighting COVID-19 pandemic, but their test scores aren't plummeting. Our kids in the U.S. are clearly growing dumber for, for a different reason. While officials continue to search for an explanation of declining test scores among students, the CDC was already preparing to add even more symptoms to the growing list of COVID-19 infection. We have to continue to fight this disease on every front, Dr. Walensky said, even if it, it means making up new symptoms every day and blaming it on blaming it literally for everything. Um, at publishing time, health experts are awaiting results of the midterm elections before deciding whether voting for Republicans waving American flags and wearing MAGA hats indeed new coronavirus symptoms and cause of for heavier lockdowns. Seemed pretty apropos for, for today's conversation. That is correct. Definitely seems pretty apropos. Uh, yeah. With that, though, Pat, it is time for us to uh, hit a little WTF Wednesday. Oh, sorry, I was lost in the uh, the awesomeness of that. Uh, anyway, uh, you're the first WTF story, Pat. Well, this is going to be very different than the conversation we just had, but China caught trying to disrupt our justice system. DOJ accuses 10 Chinese spies and communist agents of malign schemes. One question. Is that bad? Yeah, that's very bad. That's very, very bad. I have another question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is Eric Swalwell by chance on this list? Eric Feigl Ding? Just. Oh. I'm just, I'm just, I'm asking for a friend here. A friend that sleeps with Chinese spies? Yes, I, I don't think America or Americans understand the depth of what China is attempting to do here. I, I really don't. And how China thinks uh, about this war, if you will, with America. I, I really don't. I, I just don't. Like we, we send money to over 200 scientists who have gone from working at American universities to working for the communist Chinese government at 200 scientists. Do you get it now? This isn't just a TikTok problem. Mm -hmm. And with that, Pat, um, um, any details that we need to know about that story? Because what the hell? 
Well, let's see. The uh, Department of Justice announced on Monday that it had charged 13 Chinese nationals, 10 of whom believed to be spies for efforts to unlawfully excerpt influence in the United States. Their alleged crimes include coercing Americans uh, residents into traveling to China to face punishments, stealing secrets pertinent to criminal investigation of I'm not even going to pr- pretend I know how to pronounce that name and recruiting more spies for China. Attorney oh, yeah, General, so that is really bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so and then uh, Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland uh, indicated that in three separate cases, communist agents operating in the U.S. sought to execute the will of the genocidal Chinese communist regime to interfere with the rights and freedoms of individuals of the United States to under- and to undermine our judicial system that protects those rights. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, uh, uh, by the way, uh, if if they're doing this with the judicial system, mm-hmm. what else are they doing this with? Oh, I mean, they're doing it in business. They're doing it in mm-hmm. finance. They're doing it in every aspect of our lives. With that, Pat, uh, the next headline, please. Uh, let's go here. Uh, Charlie Crist, campaign accused Republicans of yelling refried beans at Democrat, but they were actually chanting, keep Florida free. You know, you know, Pat, it's really funny. Um. We just got ton done ton. We just got done talking about gaslighting and Ben Shapiro. Mm. Charlie Chris's entire campaign is a gaslight, right? It, yep. That's the only excuse I can think of, because he also has attempted to take the position that uh, that um, the only person to shut Florida down ever, the only governor to ever shut Florida down, all this other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all um, the fault of. Ron DeSantis, and he's a bad governor because he shut the state down. Except for Ron DeSantis has a literal letter from Charlie Crist in, what is it, uh, June or July of 2020, begging for him to reshut the state down. Now, did you catch the the, the greatest line in this, this debate between Charlie Crist and uh, Ron DeSantis? Because the other line of attack is that Charlie Crist was attempting to uh, get um, DeSantis on the record about whether or not he was going to continue to uh, potentially run for the presidency, right? Whether he was going to fulfill a four-year term and thus play the gotcha game with him, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Ron DeSantis refused to answer the question because the debate format was agreed upon and there were supposed to be no questions asked between the two of them, right? No direct questions. So Charlie, so Charlie Crist asked that direct question, and he just refused to answer. Looked at the moderator, and the moderator is like, "Yeah, you can't ask questions." So Ron DeSantis says this line in response to all of that. After as, after the moderator kind of forms a question, and he just simply goes, "The only old donkey that I'm worried about putting out to pasture is Charlie Crist." <laughs> What he should have said is the only uh, the only old jackass that I'm attempting to put out to pasture, uh, because I mean, Chris's campaign is just full of jackassery and gaslighting. I, it is just awful from mm-hmm. head to toe. Like he knows he's getting his ass kicked. There was also that great line from DeSantis about the uh, education scores that were coming in. Yeah, and how fourth Florida in the nation like, in this, fourth, fourth in the nation, nation adjusted for. Like demographics, they're number one. Number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Yep. All right, got another one for you. Okay. Biden touts grocery coupons for people who get vaccinated again. Um. Now, I've actually spoken to people that are in the distribution of this new, <clears throat> new vaccine. Right. It uh-huh. is newer. It's just updated. Right. It's an updated right. attempt. Guess what? Yeah. Nobody's buying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody's putting it in their arm necessarily. I, mm-hmm. I, I I know of three people who have taken all five jabs. You're insane. I'm not even sure I can count on one hand. Yeah. I, that's just insane. Mm-hmm. Jab, jab harder, man. What, like, what I want to know and what I would love to do is get those people in a room and then find out what they wouldn't do to protect themselves from COVID. Honest to God. 
Like I, I want to, I, I want that experiment to happen. Seriously, Pat. It, it would be a fascinating experiment, but I'm gonna guess there probably isn't much. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing the this bull crap ramp up, and so the good news is that by and large, the American people are figuring out that this is just a scam at this point in time, and you're not gonna either. You're gonna get it, or you're gonna get it, right? I, I, Oh, I said this from the beginning. I think everyone needs to accept that they are eventually going to get it mm-hmm. if they haven't already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do I get the, I, I'm afraid of long COVID stuff, but guess what? I know somebody who has five jabs and has long COVID, right? Like, right. what the hell are you doing, man? None of it works. None of it's going to work. Live your life. Stupid. On that note, this entire show feels like it was just dealing with the stupid your final thoughts pat don't get lost remember who you are no means no and andrew coppins deals with the stupid yes i do i live in (laughs) chicago please be smart be safe be kind as always matthew 547This is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.